All I could think about was, how am I going to live? It was just everything blew up in that moment. There's no way I can do this. What about if we just had an abortion? It's the easy way out. I just started bawling hysterically. I remember writing the check, paying the money for the abortion. True feminism is you can have your baby in your dreams too. I found out that I was unexpectedly expecting that I was uh, pregnant and I was terrified. All I could think about was, how am I gonna live? How am I, how am I gonna support myself, let alone a baby, let alone my girlfriend? How am I gonna do this? There's no way, there's no way I can do this. I thought my life was over. I thought my dreams were over. I thought my parents would disown me, that I'd be homeless. You know, all the things that just worst case scenarios was what was going through my head. And this pressure just builds upon you to where you feel like the only way out is abortion. What about if we just had an abortion so no one would ever know? Growing up, I had an amazing family. We went to church every week, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and Sunday morning. There were a lot of rules and they were very strict in my upbringing. I didn't really have a relationship with the Lord. It was kind of going through the motions. I was raised in a um, Christian home. There was a lot of brokenness um, from both my father and my mother, but it was a home that we were in the, at church every time the doors were open. Whether it was Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, we were there. I didn't realize that I'd never had a relationship with Jesus until uh, it was July 13th, 1988. And at that time, a youth minister of mine uh, led me to the Lord. He discipled me for years. And so I felt like I was stronger with the Lord than ever. During that time, I met Amy and we became really great friends and boyfriend, girlfriend. One night at a fall festival, he asked for my phone number. And so we started talking a lot. We started building a really great friendship. We had been together probably four or five years. So we knew we wanted to get married someday. I was in college and it wasn't until about five or six years into the relationship that we began to live an immoral life. Right out of high school, I just was like, you know, I can do whatever I want. I didn't have any rules and then didn't really think through what consequences of things would be. And then that's when I found out that I was pregnant. Shortly thereafter, uh, my girlfriend at the time got pregnant. It was devastating from the standpoint of fear and shame that comes over you. What about if we just had an abortion? You know it's not the right thing to do. It's, it's the easy way out. We'll deal with the consequences of a broken heart later. We go to the abortion clinic, and I remember, I remember writing the check and paying the money for the abortion and sitting in the waiting room. As they were trying to explain the process of how they were going to be doing it, she said, you're just a little further than six weeks. You can't take an abortion pill. Using words like vacuum method. It was just everything just blew up in that moment. Everything that I had pushed down all came up in that moment. And I just started bawling hysterically, couldn't catch my breath. And it was just getting tighter and tighter. It felt like the room was just totally closed in that I just fell back onto the examination table. I ended up actually having an anxiety attack and I hyperventilated and passed out in the abortion room. 
And whenever I came to, the nurses were fanning me. They were trying to give me a drink of water. And one nurse said, you're too emotionally distraught to make this decision today. You can come back another day, but today you're not getting an abortion. I went back out on the waiting room. My face was like swollen from crying so much. And I said, we're still pregnant. We didn't talk much for the next couple days, but she called me and she said to me, Ryan, I've decided to have this baby with or without you. And I hope it's with you, but I'll have this baby without you if I have to. I had already had an engagement ring. I knew I was gonna marry her. I loved her. I wanted to be with her the rest of my life. In the instant she was brave enough to say, I'm doing this with or without you, it was enough for me to say, okay, then with me. It's with me. We're gonna do it together. And I'll never forget something she said to me. She said, Ryan, one day you're gonna thank me. At that point, me and Ryan had already decided we think that we might would wanna get married. We had asked the pastor that had led my husband to the Lord years before, we asked him if he would marry us. And we said, we're pregnant. And he just was so disappointed. And he said, I'm sorry, I can't bless this marriage because you sinned, so I will not marry you. And I think we just felt even more like shame, you know. We found someone else, another pastor that would marry us. We had such a beautiful wedding, but it definitely felt like a scarlet letter. I really believe that he gave me a baby to woo my heart back to his so that I could look at the most sweetest face that I've ever seen in my life and have so much love for this baby that maybe that would give me a teeny tiny glimpse of how much God's love is for me. As that little boy was born, I thanked her. As he grew up as... <clears throat> He's such a sweet, sweet boy. He's such a sweet boy. There were times I would say, you know, thank you. Thank you so much for, for making that decision. He, he is one of the light of my lives. You know, he's, he is my heart. And I can't imagine my life without my son. And so I'm so thankful that she was brave in that moment. When I was not. Jess is almost 24. My parents invited me to dinner, but they didn't invite my siblings. So immediately I knew something was up. They said, Jess, you know, we need to tell you a story. Then they told me what had happened 14 years before. I really didn't think anything of it. And then a few weeks and even months went by and I, I think I started to realize, you know, what actually almost happened. The thought started out in that I believed that I was a mistake. My perception of reality was twisted, and I saw them in a light that wasn't true. As a result of that, I just, I, I became depressed. I felt like I had like sort of like a, an existential crisis at 14. I had no meaning, no direction. I sort of felt like my life was a lie. I was sitting on the edge of my bed one day, just so sad. And all of a sudden, there was this voice. And it's, it was a voice that was so clear, it, was just, it just sort of appeared as sort of like an inner thought in my heart, but I knew it wasn't me. 
It was definitely something different than me. And it was, it was a voice of love and comfort. And the voice just said one sentence to me. It said, Jess, your, your parents may have said no to you in the beginning, but I said yes. And you have a plan and a purpose in this life. And that one statement from the Holy Spirit changed my life. I found purpose, a reason to live, meaning. I found love, I found acceptance. That deception was, was wiped away, and, I, and I, I was given new lenses, new eyes, and I got to see my parents rightly. But they were just kids, you know, they, they were scared and afraid. From the second they, they saw me, they've always loved me. Ever since then, my relationship with them has, has just been beautiful. To think about the fact that I almost aborted my son, and I even paid the money to do the procedure. And in that moment, God redeemed something. It's incredible. That pastor that wouldn't marry us, he did call Ryan out of the blue about two years later and he asked for forgiveness and he said that he felt like it was his worst mistake in pastoring history that he had ever made and which Ryan was like, of course, I forgive you. And they're still such great friends to this yeah. day. Our oldest is married and we love our daughter-in-law, Audrey. She's amazing. She was just what our family needed. We met when I was 16, he was 17. So we were high school sweethearts. Went to college, did some long distance for about four years. Got married two years ago now. We just celebrated our two year anniversary. Well, Audrey is the most disciplined, compassionate and caring person that I know. She works as a labor and delivery nurse. Jess is the opposite of me and <laughs> in the best ways. Um, he's kind of the person that I want to be and so he's my example and my inspiration. I have three siblings. All of them are younger than me. First there's Kinsey. Kinsey is incredibly disciplined but she combines that with such grace. Jess is my older brother. He is very passionate. Um, when he believes something, he really believes it. Landry is my younger sister. She's like my best friend. She is the funniest person that you'll ever meet. Kinsey's very strong-willed. She sticks to stuff. When she like does it, she'll stick to it. And Judah, he's very funny, energetic for sure. I like sports, watching sports, playing video games. I want to start a YouTube channel. My dad, he really loves playing with me and we go swimming a lot. Every once in a while we'll play basketball. We do find time to come together as a family regularly. Even with our oldest being married and out of the house, we try to get together even with them. Our oldest is 23 and our youngest is 10 and those are the two boys. They are like best friends. He walks over, they play basketball together. They'll play video games together and they are super competitive. We love to go out to dinner or you know try new restaurants. We love to watch movies, TV. We have a lot of friends over all the time. All our kids have friends over all the time. So it's definitely a revolving door in this house, for sure. I was at a women's conference and I had a vision of, and it was like snapshots that went off in my mind. It's of me way younger, pregnant and scared for my future. 
But then the snapshot started to change to me throwing baby showers. I love throwing parties. I'm like the party hostess. And so I ran into the group's pastor and I was like, can I just tell you what I saw real quick? And so I told her and she just said this so flippantly, like it wasn't, you know, just a casual thing. And she's like, you know, why don't you just start a small group for girls with unplanned pregnancies and the baby shower could be the hook to get them in the door. There was something totally terrifying about what she said, but also something in my heart that was like, this is what you're supposed to do. We kind of spread the word, you know, that we were gonna do this and three girls came. One wore a coat in August in Texas because she was terrified of stepping foot into a church and anyone seeing that she was pregnant. Over the 12 weeks, they were empowered as women. Like they made, they started making eye contact. Their shoulders were squared. They were ready to be the moms that God created them to be. And it was awesome that we were, were seeing it happen and they surrendered their lives to the Lord. So after 12 weeks, which was how long the group was, so we did it again, three more girls came, then eight, then 14, then 21. And it started growing and growing until it got to a place 10 years ago where we were like, oh, I think God is calling us to help people help people and help the church be the church. Our vision for Embrace Grace is for every girl with an unplanned pregnancy to have a church to turn to for support. It's our belief that if we can get these young girls plugged into churches through Embrace Grace, they will be connected to mentors, to discipleship, and a church family where they currently are alone. How can we as the church help make abortion unthinkable and empower women around the nation to make a life decision? We want to be known more for what we're for than what we're against. And we are for life, we are for love. Pro-love is an action and it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance if we're all helping and doing what we can to help the empower these women. Abortion is a non-issue. This isn't a political issue. This is just a people issue. Like no, most of the time people don't want to have an abortion. They're just scared. How can we make it unthinkable and empower women around the nation to make a life decision and help them be able to feel empowered? That's true feminism. True feminism is you can have your baby in your dreams too. I work with a lot of moms who are 17, you know, 16 single, have nobody there, sometimes don't even have a family member with them in the hospital. And to be able to sit with them and tell them that they're gonna be an amazing mom. Even when you feel so weak, the Lord doesn't stay up on his throne and he comes down with you and he sits with you, he kneels, he gets wherever you're at and he says, in your weakness, I'm your strength. And everything that this, this child needs, I'm gonna give to you. Sometimes you just see this little teeny tiny like microscope version of your life right now. Don't make a decision that will impact your whole life based on the fears that you have in this moment. God's got your whole life mapped out for you and you've got this, you can do this. For myself, you know, I, it was just one sentence from God that changed my life. And I believe that someone, you know, in a fearful situation if they were to just receive the Father's love and maybe just one sentence from the Father, he will, he, would, he will say exactly what you need to hear in that moment.
me and my best friends, we were like, we're gonna go on a 24 hour solitude retreat. So we went out into, on top of this mountain and we're not gonna talk to each other once. 24 hours of solitude, we're with the Lord. And it was like dark outside. And so we're like, we're like, <laughs> we're like, we have agreed to not speak. The words that we use are so powerful. We really need to like think about the words that we're speaking over ourselves, over other people. God is love and love comes from God. In 1 John, the Bible tells us that God is not only all loving, but that He actually is love itself. The heart of the Parent Compass television show is to bring the transforming love of God to families everywhere. In every Parent Compass episode, true stories reveal family struggles and how their lives were radically changed by the love of God. Parent Compass, an award-winning television series, is completely funded by people like you. If you have been touched by God and you want to share God's love to others, would you please pass it on? Jesus tells us to go into all the world and to tell about Him. With your donation, you allow us to take this television show into many different nations and in many different languages, free of charge. And a portion of your donation goes to Parent Compass Outreach to feed starving children. Your gift does so much. To make your tax-deductible gift, go to parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. That's parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. And thank you for sending love and hope around the world.